Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for being who you are. I want to thank you for loving me, for revealing yourself to me, and for making the ultimate sacrifice. May I always put you above and before everything else in this world for here and forevermore. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Give him worship with the word play. I am the clay, he is the potter. Give the Lord praise, hands raised for our Father. I play my party's director, he's the author, he's the alpha, he's omega. In between, he was martyred, he was beaten, he was killed for our sins to be offered. To the grave, I'm a slave to his will. In a deal, I was bartered, I was bought with a price up on that hill. I reveal all of his glory. Through life, I'm living his story. When I write, I write it just like it is Christ who's written. 
abounding for me Greater is he within me Fills me when I am empty Kneeling before his presence Sin is trying to tempt me I know I'm only the messenger He is the one who sent me I deliver his message And nothing's gonna prevent me from singing Even when song and that is actually by d black featuring uh i believe it's uh the richmond family uh which is kind of a remix of the famous song made made famous by sinatch called Waymaker. uh really good hip-hop version of that song uh listen it's your boy it's your boy anonymous and i'm here to really talk to you about a little bit of everything man i've spent a, a little bit of the last couple of weeks just looking up Christian music and and really immersing myself in inside of it just to get a great uh, understanding and appreciation for our music because this is a this is a this is a podcast where we really talk about the culture of Christ and I feel like a lot of times I've been really kind of preachy and because it's been on my heart but I really want to talk about our culture and our love for Christ and how we express it to the world that's what this podcast is really all about and so. I just been, you know, going, you know, watching video game, uh, not video games, but sports events, playing video games and interacting with people and listening to different music. And and one of the things that really stuck out to me is this idea of the national anthem. And again, I've never been political. I try not to be political. Uh, and then I, I said, you know, is there a Christian national anthem? And I just looked it up because I was watching a, a sports event and they sh- they played the, the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing. And then they actually played, you know, America the Beautiful and, and everything. So I was really stuck on this idea of a national anthem. And so I just typed it in. Uh, Do Christians have a national anthem? I think I did a Google search. I'm not sure. It might have been being search or whatever. It really doesn't matter. And some interesting things came up. The first thing was that certain sects of Christians do not actually uh, participate in the national anthem. And one of the, the biggest things that, you know, came across was that they look at it as worship of the national anthem or a form of worship that's not unto God. And I thought that was really interesting. Now, I know Jehovah's Witnesses have a, a really big 
disagreement with the church. And I know if you've ever read their Bible, uh, one of the biggest sticking points I have with the, the Jehovah's Witnesses is that letter A. Uh, when it says, and the word was God in our text, but in the Jehovah's Witness book, it says, and the word was a God, separating Jesus from God, um, kind of making Jesus a, a demigod or a smaller God than God himself instead of actually being God. But that's neither here nor there. But they don't stand for it because they look at it, or they don't worship it because they look at it as a form of worship. And the article that I said, uh, that I read, actually said they do read it uh, or they do stand up for it out of you know respect for the people around them, but they don't actually worship, um, you know, or put their hands on their heart or anything like that with the national anthem because they look at it as a form of worship. And I thought that was really really interesting. Um, you know, Quakers do the same thing. Quakers actually look at it again as a form of worship. And there's actually a, an article. I'm not sure what, uh, I didn't really look at it too much, but uh, it just came across, it was their their uh, website, the American Friends website, and it says, uh, and it was an old article from about a few years ago in 2016, where it talks about their perspective on uh, Colin Kaepernick and the Black Lives Matter, but a little excerpt said, uh, a little excerpt from it said, they refuse to stand for the national anthem or for the Pledge of Allegiance. And it says that they strive to live from the deepest truth we know, which we believe comes from God. So they focus again on that idea that the national anthem isn't focused on God. And I was like, whoa, whoa, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I, I started thinking about some other things and I really came to uh, want to understand, do we follow or do we have like a a. Uh, national anthem, so to speak? And the answer is no. The answer is no. But I was like, well, what is the most popular Christian song of all time? So I did some some digging and I looked up a, a couple of other things. And, you know, I, first thing that I found really, really interesting is this um, thing about uh, who the top selling artists were. And I was I was kind of amazed that one of the top selling artists of all time uh, was Chris Tomlin and some of the best-selling Christian songs came from Chris Tomlin um, and one of the songs was his My Chains Are Gone which is a newer rendition of Amazing Grace and I was like I asked my wife when you think of a Christian song or Christian hymn any Christian song but a Christian hymn what's the first one that comes to your mind and she was like um you know Amazing Grace and I was like wow so that was you know that was something that you know really came to my mind and i was like well what's let's listen or at least hear the the song amazing grace and if you've been following my podcast last week i actually did an acapella version of amazing grace and um but today i kind of wanted to focus on the lyrics of amazing grace because it's such an amazing poem not just a song but it's just such an amazing poem um in general um and so uh, I, I, I wanted to, um, excuse me, focus on that. Um, and here, here are some of the lyrics within Amazing Grace. And it goes like this. Um, excuse me, I got to find it because I've got so many tabs open right now. Um, this, this is so crazy that I got so many open. Amazing Grace. 
How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me, his words my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. Yeah, when this flesh and heart shall fail and mortal life shall cease, I shall possess within the veil a life of joy and peace. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Um, I just, you know, I love that song. It talks about God's grace. It talks about God's mercy upon us and how it saved us. This is the gospel. And it's such a powerful song that even one of the best-selling, um, one of the best-selling songs of all time is a kind of a newer version of it. And so I wanted to like, uh, kind of look up I, I said you know what are some other popular Christian hymns that we sing you know um, that people you know kind of remember uh, I don't I don't know how long you've been going to church but I grew up in church way before CCM became like super popular the way it is now where in church we we dressed in shirt and ties even little kids and we went in there it was hot swell, sweaty mess and, you know, you had some reverence for God. Not saying we don't have reverence now, but there was like a super kind of reverence for God where you couldn't even walk in his church with flip flops and shorts on and T-shirts. Um, and we sung out of a hymnal. And some people who had been there for so long didn't even need the hymnal because they just memorized the song. Um, so I, I looked up, you know, some of the uh, oldest and most popular hymns and I came across an article from Kevin Holleran, and it's on um, the website unlockingthebible.org, and the title is The 25 Most Popular Christian Hymns, and he talks about them, and number one, of course, was Amazing Grace, and it is so old, from 1779, this song came out, um, but some of the other songs on there, I really, really thought were cool as well. His number five song, was It Is Well by Horatio Spafford, which was uh, written in 1873 uh, in the first. And he actually gives you some of the lyrics that, that are really profound. And this one is when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. That was number four. Um, I don't know if these are like the top 25 in, or in order. Um, but he had some really good song. Number 10 was Blessed Assurance, uh, which was uh, created in 1873. I don't know if this is taking you back to memory lane, um, but I was like, man, I remember these songs. Jesus Paid It All, Avena Hall uh, in Maryland in 1865. Uh, Jesus Paid It All. Uh, you know, Martin Luther gets in there at number 14 with The Mighty Fortress is Our God. Um, you know, there are At the Cross. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. We used to sing that one all the time. What a 
friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. That was a good one. I really, really like that one. He doesn't get into uh, one of the songs I remember growing up as leaning on the everlasting. I can't really sing, so I'm not even going to try. Maybe I'll take some singing lessons and bless y'all one day with my beautiful singing voice, but not today. And then his bottom five are actually contemporary and modern hymns. And I really, really like that he included In Christ Alone, which was written in 2001, because I really, really love that song. Um, and it goes like this. Uh, In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. That's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and then he has uh, 10,000 Reasons. I'm not sure if I would consider this one a hymn, but he has, you know, that's a very, very uh, popular song uh, that he includes as well. So that's a good article, and it takes you down some some memories of the olden days when, when we were in there. Um, and I just wanted to really bring this up just because, like, I really, really dug this, man. I was just this this kind of point in me where I was thinking about, you know, our, our culture and what we listen to um, and how we, like, really focus on some of the wrong things. I mean, you know, a few years ago we were arguing over the national anthem and we should be standing for this. And we were up in arms. A lot of Christians were up in arms about black people. Uh, you know, not standing for the national anthem, the sign of disrespect to the soldiers. And, you know, I wasn't one of those people because I was thinking to myself, you know, we should really be focusing on God. And, and you know, some of their arguments about kneeling have merit. Um, and we should, re we should really respect that and show compassion upon them and focus on their issue instead of arguing back about this idea of disrespect or whatever. Um, we should really be focusing on the reason behind what they're doing. And I think a lot of arguments went back and forth, uh, kind of clouded that argument. And, you know, Christians, some of them were in the forefront arguing that whole nonsense. Um, so uh, standing for the flag is not a Christian retirement uh, requirement. And sometimes a lot of people really dug into it. Um, and looked at that as a form of worship and, and some Christian groups or, you know, consider that, you know, anti-Christian. So do your own research on that. And I wanted to really uh, spend the last 10 minutes to focus this idea of our culture, the music that we sing, to really focus on, you know, what does the Bible say about what we should be focusing on? And I just typed in, you know, I wanted to know, you know, what, what you know, we all know that the Bible tells us to not have uh, no other God before us. Everyone knows that verse, Exodus 23, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, but I really wanted to focus on the music and, and what it, it has to do. It really has to show that there is no other God but God himself. And um, we should be singing that. And Amazing Grace uh, does a, a really good uh, part in, in expressing our um, our faith, our our gospel to the world, um, and if you wanted like to really study the Bible uh, and focus on what it says about uh, not just the gospel but about God Himself, um, I just wanted to throw out a couple verses out there. Isaiah forty five five, 
I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I will gird you, though you have not known me. Um, and there are, there's also um, Psalm 86.10, For you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Um, I, and I, I feel like these verses kind of help us to focus on praising God. And I feel like a lot of our songs can do that or do do that. Um, and uh, one of my favorites in the past couple of years. Uh, oh, man, what is that? It's, uh, it's by Carrie Job. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the Carrie Job. What is it? Uh, hallelujah. I can't even remember the name of the song. By Carrie Job, and that's like, man, that just like, man, forever, forever is the name of it. That just really speaks to me. Um, that's a great, great ballad uh, and love song focusing on on God, and I just, I just love, love that song. I used to cry when I used to sing it in church and things like that. Oceans is also a good one, um, and these are really, really great songs that really focus on who Jesus is and the things that He has done. Um, for us, um, let me give you some more verses just for you to kind of, because I always like to give verses, you know, I do no matter what the topic is. And, and these verses are focusing on God being the one and only. I did a lot in the Old Testament. So let me see if I can go to the New Testament and give, give you some good ones. Um, how about First Corinthians 8, 4, therefore concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, we know that there is no such thing as an idol in the world. And that there is no God but one. That's an interesting verse. That's something that you should probably can probably do a whole entire um, uh, study on that First Corinthians eight four one because it talks about eating of things sacrificed to idols and what is the what is the meaning? You have to kind of read the whole uh, the the verses around that one to kind of get an idea on that one. That's a good one. Um, how about uh, John 5:44? How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? How about that one? How about that one? Um, and Mark 12:32, the scribe said to him, "Right, teacher, you have truly stated that he is one and there is no one else besides him." How about that one? Uh, that brings me up to uh, just a, I had a thought about uh, something an old co-worker said to me uh, about an idea of a story uh, that I wanted to actually delve into in more detail. That one. This is like a this is this is one of those podcasts where we're really just talking and thinking about music and just going down memory lane. Um, but these are some good, good verses uh, from us. And I'll have uh, one Timothy one seventeen. Now the now to the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen these are uh, amazing verses just to focus on uh, the greatness of god um and how um how wonderful he is and i'll do one more i'll do one more because um i just this is one of my favorite books in the bible uh, it comes from second samuel uh chapter 7 verse 22 therefore you are great O Lord God, for there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have read, have heard with our ears, excuse me, according to all we, that we have heard with our ears. Uh, those are some amazing, amazing verses. And so when you listen to these songs, that's why kind of why I like that Waymaker song, 
you know, um, it just talks about how amazing he is, the things that he can do for us and, and everything. And, and I just really, you know, wanted to get into that. You know, maybe we ought to kind of have a Christian national anthem. What do you think? Do you think uh, it could be like Amazing Grace, uh, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm, one of those other uh, songs that I mentioned earlier? Um, you know, because, you know, we have so many, so many good ones. What are your favorite ones that you have thinking back to, you know, growing up in the church? If you did, if you didn't, when you first got to church, what are some amazing ones? Um, you know, I don't know, uh, what yours are. So email me crossdiscourse at gmail.com. I know this was a short one, but, uh, it's really something that has been on my heart and something that I wanted to include. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Oh, I know I did tell you um, or give you or tell you I was going to come up with some Christian love songs. And I don't know if I did this in a previous episode. I need to really start uh, remembering everything that I talked about. Uh, but some really, really good Christian love songs um, that I found. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I found love. BB and CC Winans. Uh, that one is a really, really good one. When God Made You, that's by New Song. Um, I really like that one as well. CC uh, Winans came through with another one, More Than What I Wanted. Um, that was a good one. And um, let me see, let me see, which one of these did I really, really, really liked? Uh, um, I didn't really like a lot of them. But I know Stephen Curtis Chapman has a good one. I will be here. Uh, that one was okay. Um, but there are a lot of really good Christian love songs out there. Maybe I can kind of focus on love songs about a Christian idea of love uh, between two humans, uh, you know, a man and woman uh, that can focus on a, a godly love. Maybe that. Maybe I'll do another epi uh, episode on that one. All right, family, uh, thank you for listening. This is a short one. I'm not going to beat it, beat it or draw it, draw it out. It's just going to be what it is. Uh, I love you, but I really want to hear from you. I really, if you got some ideas of music, if you got some ideas, poetry, things of that nature, email me, crossdiscourse at gmail.com. I am anonymous, and I look forward to seeing you another time. I love you. <laughs>